Good morning, Roscommon. This is Damien Fillern here once again on a Thursday morning uh, from 9 to 10 on the 3rd of March. Um, I hope uh, you've given up stuff for Lent and um, ate no fish yesterday and also um, went to Mass to get the ashes. Very important. Um, okay, the show today is going to be about um, ethnicity and the recognition of um you know, diversity and also different uh, ethnic groups. Um, the travelling community in Ireland were recognised five years ago as a, um, a specific ethnic group uh, within within the country. So um, I have an interview later on with Owen Ward, who is um, who uh, works in um, in UIG Galway. So I was talking to Owen yesterday. I went up to NUIG. He also. Um, got on the board of management in, in for the university, which is a huge achievement, huge, huge achievement. So the barriers are slowly, slowly being broken down and there is becoming an acceptance, uh, an acceptance between the um, wider population and uh, travellers um, from, um, you know, there's, there's growing acceptance towards that. We still have a long way to go as white settled people too. To um, to accept different minority groups, uh, it seems to be embedded in our culture, embedded in our society. Whether it's the media, or whether it's just our own ignorance. I'm speaking from a white settled person point of view, so that's where I'm speaking from. Um, so, yeah, it's. It, but this show today is about a celebration of cultures and a celebration of diversity. And um, sometimes the diversity doesn't mean that it's from you know from the caribbean or from an african country it's the celebration of diversity is within our own culture because there is a rich rich um culture within the traveling community that sometimes is overlooked uh, okay so i'm going to start you off with a couple of songs and and as again later on the interview from from Owen, which is which is really powerful i know Owen from NUIG and uh, he's uh, he's a really good guy, and um, you know there's a lot of progressive things happening. Okay, thanks. Hope you enjoyed them uh, two songs as an intro. Intro. I want to give a big shout out to Jerry Glynn, our sponsor here on the radio, and Jerry Glynn Carpentry. Um, thanks very much to all our sponsors, and um, yeah, we we would be lost without our sponsors. So thanks very much for that, Jerry, and the sponsorship you give the show. Um, yeah, so there are some of the issues uh, that um, I was talking about early, earlier. So we're going to go into an interview now, as I said, with, with Owen. It will um, it'll give a context to the show. Um, and then I'll play some more music around that as well. And, uh, you know, call us in any time. On, um, you can text the studio or WhatsApp on 0838599748. Uh, or call in on 0906628161. It's just really important, I think, to get these conversations going and moving um, in our society presently um, because, you know, it's important that we look at the other. Uh, also, what's happening internationally, you know, um, there's going to be a lot of issues and, you know, you know, people can be scared and afraid and, but sometimes it just takes a conversation that can that can overcome a lot of ignorance and and um, also that can um, 
that can enlighten um, people a little bit to to you know realize that everybody is trying their best, even though they might come from different communities or different backgrounds. But everybody is uh, is trying their best, and um, some of the stereotypes you hear about certain groups um, aren't all necessarily true, because uh, sometimes we don't have any direct experience of you know meeting and getting to know people. Okay, so uh, I'm going to play the interview now, and I want to thank Owen for giving me the interview as well because he's very busy. Um, there was a big celebration. Michael D. Higgins was up there on Monday, so Owen uh, had to organise all that. And also all week there's events. Michael Collins is down tomorrow night. He's doing um, a play down there. Um, so it's quite a big deal, and NUIG are putting on a great uh, a great show. And, um, yeah, so it's powerful. So, again, thanks very much, Owen, again, for, uh, for giving me the interview today. All right. Uh, hi, it's Damien Finneran here on Ross FM. I'm in NUIG Galway um, today, and um, this week we're, I'm with Owen Ward. Um, we're celebrating the five years of Travellers being recognised as a, uh, an ethnic group. Um, Owen is, can maybe talk about that a little bit, and also his experience to, um, to education and the... Uh, the um, Barriers to education for for some travellers, and maybe why them barriers are there. Damien, how are you? Nice to be with you today. Um, so uh, yeah, so my name is Owen Ward. I'm an Irish traveller. I was born in in Galway City, and I was raised. I was born and raised really in the shadow of NUI Galway, and um, for me, you know, when I look back on my own educational journey. Um, my first experience in education was in a segregated school for traveller children. Um, that would have been my first experience. That was in the mid-80s or late 80s, should I say. And um, I, my, my own personal experience, you know, like when I reflect back on that, I, I don't agree with any form of segregation whatsoever. But I have to say, when I do look back at that experience, I do reminisce about it. I have good, good um, memories of it because... Um, I remember all all my cousins were there and how well we were looked after and how we were able to uh, be ourselves and have a good experience. Um, from that then I progressed on into primary school and that was would have been my first time really um, with uh, settled peers um, in an education setting. But I had a very good time in, in uh, primary school and um, it wasn't really, the issues didn't really arise for me until I started secondary school. So when I started secondary school, I started with the intention that, or with the knowledge, I suppose, that I, for me to sit my leaving cert, which I wanted to do, and go to university, was really and truly unachievable. Because I'm number five of eight children, and all my older siblings had left school um, in first year in secondary school. And, like, I'm not going to say that education wasn't valued in our home, it was, but it was just a different type of education that was valued in a home. So for me to think about going to university or even sitting the leaving cert, it was seen like a really, real aspirational thing that wasn't really going to happen. Um, so when I started off in um, first year, I had a strong peer support, I had strong family support, and I had strong support from the teachers. But then as the years progressed, that was gradually uh, eroded. So by the time I got to my junior cert, all my peer support had gone because all the traveller students had left. They were my peer support. 
um, my parents were um, expecting me to leave, I suppose, like my other siblings. And really and truly, when I look back in secondary school, I didn't have that one teacher to kind of um, to stand up and say, you know, Owen, um, maybe we can help you here or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying that was my experience, you know, and I do believe that you sometimes you do need at least one person to fight your corner. And for me, um, that, that um, I didn't have that. So really and truly, my final year in secondary school, like, it was me trying to go up against all these barriers, going up against, you know, that um, knowing in the back of my mind that I probably wasn't going to go to university or sit my leaving cert or anything like that. So that was very difficult for me to accept. And I do believe, reflecting back now, that as a teenager, it did affect my mental health. So for me, it eventually then, it just came to the point where it affected my mental health in such a point that I just said, you know, it is this worth it. And that's then when I decided that um, I would become an early school leaver. So I left school a few weeks before my junior certificate and I never set my junior cert or my leaving certificate. So, and I have to say, you know, for the first few weeks that I did leave school, I remember the relief was the first thing I felt because all the stress had been lifted off me and the pressure had been lifted off me. But once that subsided after a few weeks, regret soon set in. And the regret and uh, of like having left school and... Maybe I could have done better. I, was, I suppose that's me, a 16-year-old traveller boy, thinking these things in my head. But um, it was a couple of years later that I kind of did find my way uh, back into education. So when I left secondary school and um, I did some odd jobs with my father and that low-paid work and I was never fulfilled. And going back into education was always there in my mind. I don't know where this came from. I don't know where this burning desire or determination to go to university came from um, because none of my family had done it. I was raised in a community that it was, there was very few travellers that ever did it. And um, so it was kind of me to go down the, going to university road was like in one way kind of breaking away from traveller, the norms within the traveller community. But um, I did try some part-time um further education courses and again it didn't work for me I never completed none of them so on paper I was a really bad candidate to apply to any program so it wasn't until a couple of years later um, that I heard um, I was having a discussion with my neighbour and she just mentioned that um, she was meeting a friend for lunch and the friend had completed the access program at NUI Galway so I just asked her, what is the access program? And she explained to me that the access program is for people from socioeconomic disadvantaged backgrounds who may not have had the right supports or other challenges, I suppose, that they faced in life that affected um, them progressing into higher education. So because I didn't have my junior cert done and my leaving cert done, I still thought that this wasn't going to happen. But I decided that I'd give them a call I did give them, I rang the access office and within about two hours, um, I had my application submitted. Um, moving forward with that, I went to the interview. I remember how nervous I was, but I did get the place. And I remember when I got the place, how happy I was. I couldn't believe it. Um, I couldn't believe it. And then, and I, I, if I remember correctly, I, I didn't tell too many people because... It was, it was almost like, this is too good to be true. So now I'm after getting this chance. So now I had to prove myself that I had to do it. 
Um, so eventually rolled around to my first day in campus and it was evenings. It was a Tuesday and Wednesday evening at NUI Galway and then there was um, one Saturday a month. I remember the first evening that I came here that um, I sat in the car and I was a lot of things was going through my head. Is this the right decision? Well, how is this going to go for you? Like, you've been a traveller. You, will you belong here? This is the most suitable place for you. Maybe people won't like you. All these things um, were going through my head. But I managed to go to the door of the classroom, which was on the concourse. And I remember looking at the door. I suppose looking at that door, that was more of a physical door for me. There was also like a whole psychological aspect to it as well. Um, you know, that once I went through that door, I knew that um, my life was going to change either for either in a positive way and a negative way. A negative way would have been I went into the room, I wasn't able to do it, and then that was my dream of going to university would have been destroyed. The positive way was that I'd find my feet, I'd make friends, and I would uh, be successful. Uh, the best decision I ever did was to walk through that door because when I went in that room, I met 30 people from various disadvantaged backgrounds and they all had the same questions and worries and concerns as what I had. But one thing that got us all together was we all had this determination to kind of sit down, do the work, support each other and and um, progress into higher education. So that's what happened. Um, I graduated in the Access Programme then I went on, I did my Bachelor of Arts degree. I qualified qualified in with an honours. And then eventually I decided that, um, at that time then I decided um, that I was going to be, that my place was in education. Because I have to say this, when I was young and when I was saying about going to university, a lot of middle class people would have a plan in place about going to university. You know, there's a career, there's an outcome at the end of it. They know nearly where they're going to go. But that wasn't for me. My dream was I want to go to university. So it came later in life for me. And then I decided that once I had the arts degree done, that I knew then I wanted to be in education. So I decided to become a teacher. And that's then where I became a fully qualified teacher. So through the power of determination, the power of the access program and the power of the supports that are available and all the supports that I got and taking that opportunity, that made me transform me then from an early school leaver to um, a qualified secondary school teacher. Would you tell me a little bit about the award you achieved on um, here at the university, or the recognition um, that you you hear you've uh, received at NUIG after your journey through third level uh, through the third level education here? Um, please. Yeah. So I suppose. My journey has been, I suppose my work um, has spanned out into education and, has, and um, I've, I've been involved in a lot. I was the first person, first Irish traveller to be elected onto an Udras, which is a governing authority in Ireland. And the governing authority would look after, it's the Board of Management really of the university. So I've been involved in an awful lot of different initiatives, specifically within the remit of equality, diversity and inclusion and how to support people from diverse or disadvantaged backgrounds to progress into higher education and put supports in place for them. So the mayor of Galway City, um, he um, he was aware, they were all aware of my um, of my work and they decided that they'd hold a civic reception, a mayoral civic reception for me in honour of, of all the work that I did. And I have to be honest, when I got the phone call, um, 
about that when I was made aware of it um, I was very it was very emotional for me because um, you know I'm from the west side myself and uh, just to get that recognition from your peer um, and from you're the city of your birth and where you still work or live it, it, it was beyond words to be honest it was it was beyond words I couldn't put into a sentence what it felt like but it, it was amazing and of course, Owen, you're also um, part of the Indigenous community here in, in Galway and in Ireland. So, um, you know, that is that is important as well. So from the ground up all the way to the top of the education, uh, you have really lived lived that experience. Um, now you're involved, you are involved with the Sanctuary Programme. And now you're, um, can you explain your role now at the moment, please, Owen? Yeah. So I've been involved with the University of Sanctuary. I was working in schools at the School of Sanctuary um, coordinator and then um, a new role was created in uh, NUI Galway it was a traveller education role, traveller education officer and this role is to um, NUI Galway has a big commitment to a strategic plan to quality diversity and inclusion and because the, so, the NUI Galway has the largest amount of travellers within its catchment area while it has had a good relationship with the traveller community it, they were very aware that they needed to do more and so they created this role so that we could, um, the traveller education officer could work with the community and the university to look at that relationship and how we can enhance it, but also to support travellers who are in post-primary and further education who do want to come in uh, to study in NUI Galway and also the traveller students that is here. But in addition to that, the project itself was, which we're very fortunate that was able to create five part-time positions out in the traveller community so that they could help us with our work and to build that um, relationship between the community and the university, but also to help us to focus on, um, you know, NUI Galway, the, the core of the work that we do here is, is around teaching and learning. So how could we embed traveller history and culture into the teaching and learning, so which would have a wider impact um for when students are, are, are being taught in the class or whatever, that they are aware of the, the traveller community and the culture and the history. Okay, so here we are in NUIG Galway, sitting in the in the park here. Um, so I want to thank Owen very much for his for his insight, and also to congratulate him on his journey. And um, I hope this will um, broaden the horizon of um, settled people. That um, you know, there's a lot of travellers doing hard work, and there's a lot of travellers that um, that are. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's easy to have the stereotypes and it's so easy to have the judgments and it's so, so easy to have uh, a lot of different things. But, um, you know, Owen is a testament to his community and also, um, you know, to have initiatives in place. It's excellent. And, um, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, a great move forward. Okay, thanks very much. So there you go now. That was, uh, I hope you enjoyed the music, the follow-up music and the ads again. Thanks again to our sponsors. Um, as I said, we'd, we'd be lost without them. So thank you very much uh, for all the work they do with us. Um, yeah, so Owen t- touched on some really, really important points uh, and his own journey and the barriers uh, to education himself and, and, you know, the culture as well that... Um, the the challenges that he's overcoming and had to overcome a very honest story and um yeah so that's a battle too for for young young people that are trying to navigate the education system but we have to make it as easy as possible 
uh, for that to happen. And I suppose with my own work as a, as a school completion worker and as a youth worker, we're always trying to keep an eye out for, for young people that are struggling, um, not just um, academically, but also socially. Um, and that doesn't mean that they come from, you know, a background where the social disadvantage or ethnic minority that that can happen from any background. So it's important just to keep that in mind that everyone is human and everyone has needs. And um, yeah, uh, so that is um, just a bit around the educational piece that, uh, you know, you don't have to be, you know, from the traveling community to experience the same same issues that that own experienced but um yeah sometimes it can be more difficult uh than than others um because there is a, a lot of um you know the odds are stacked up against them because the the community is becomes isolated when they suffer from um you know elements of ro- racism and um stereotyping which the long and the short of it is to do um, and well, that's my opinion, anyways. Um, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but uh, that's my take on it. That it it doesn't help at all. And I, as I said, you know, this is something we have to embrace. And um, you know, being recognised as an ethnic minority, uh, if we do some research on it, uh, what it shows is that it's a celebration of a culture and an identity that is different from mainstream. It's different from you know the the settled white uh, population, and uh, that's something to be recognised, and it's something to be celebrated, and understood. And um, you know, there is a minority that will always, you know, come out and have the bad stories about about this story about travellers and that story about travellers, and and they're not looking at the bigger picture. They won't cross the road and say hello to a to a traveller, or you know, they have. They have the preconceived notions uh, straight away. So, uh, as I said, this is a celebration, so we're going to keep on. And uh, one thing I love about the travelling community is they're very in touch with nature. And, um, you know, here we are in Roscommon in a rural area. And I know my parents' generation and, you know, you, you know, th- these travelling people came, came around to the farms and helped out picking spuds and, and fixing buckets and, you know, they were well accepted within our society, um, you know, back back in the day. And I suppose some of the research, if you if you look at it, um, the Itinerant Act came into place in the 60s. Um, the Fianna Fáil government brought it in in the 60s. And, um, yeah, so they wanted to, they wanted for the traveling community to become settled. However, they had an adi- uh, their own identity that they stuck with stuck strong too um, so there's that's there's a bit of history there if anybody wants to research it I think I think it's really important to, and you, you, there's loads of sources out there to do that ok I'm going to play a few more tunes here now I hope you're enjoying the show again some of the issues is topical so text us in if you if you wish on uh, 0838599748 and we'll get the uh, our debate going Okay, hope you enjoy some more of the music. Well, I hope you enjoy the show this morning. Um, and there are some issues, I suppose. A lot of the conversation is about, you know, respect and diversity. Uh, we're all human beings. We're all trying to do the best we can and moving away from the mainstream stereotype that is um, poured out by the media, you know. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, and to, to meet and greet people and get to know people and, you know, maybe don't judge first. Um, you know, maybe make the effort to have that conversation or have that that, that talk to, to the other person. Also, just a big shout out uh, to um, my uncle, Michal Connolly, and he's, he's over at the moment. He's um, giving me a hand with uh, lamb and yos at the moment. Uh, we were very busy at the moment, so uh, he's been a great help. So thanks very much. He's all the way ho- over from San Francisco. Uh, we'd be lost without him uh, on the farm, so that's great. And I'm sure there's loads of people around Roscommon that's, that's in the, the, the middle of farming season. Um, it's not easy, it's tough. We had, uh, the frost was out last night. Uh, we've been lucky, lucky enough, there's no um, no foxes taking any lambs yet anyway. So, um, yeah, and they haven't, they've been going okay for us. Uh, so, you know, I'm just aware of, um, you know, in the rural communities, it's very it's very busy now at the moment. And also the GAA as well is, is in full flight. We were down in Beacon the other night, down in, um, down in the Centre of Excellence. We had around 13 hurlers down there, uh, which was great. And we played a team from Sligo. Um, so it's a great facility down there and um, you know we have plenty of games coming up now too as I'm sure the GA clubs all over uh, Roscommon have so um, thanks for listening and sure we'll get back to you again next Thursday morning and um, yeah a big shout out to all my listeners uh, even whoever's online as well there's people listening from Liverpool and there's people listening in Dublin and people listening in, in, in different parts of the world. So thanks very much. And also anyone who's listening in Roscommon Town and uh, Ballygar, at League, Four Oats, all, the, all that area, as well as um, all over County Roscommon uh, and Galway as well. Um, I link in with some of the students in Galway City. Um, so again... Yeah, so that's me over and out. I'll talk to you next week and I will uh, sign off on a couple of songs. Thank you.